Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Storm scoops it out. Hugo Hagen had it padded in front of him from 15 metres out. What a goal. What a goal. From Jamara Hugo Hagen. It's his fifth for the night. The roof is coming off Marvel Stadium. The Dogs fans have erupted as the siren sounds. It's the Bulldogs keeping their season alive. Ten-point victors over the Dean. Oh, I've got to tell you, it was a great night on the couch uh, last night because, uh, as Jordan and I reflected earlier, we had two games going side-by-side, ramifications for the top four, top eight, uh, two quality games and... You needed all screens uh, operating at once uh, last night. But uh, the Bulldogs uh, were magnificent. 21 points down at halftime. Big second half running out 10-point winners over Melbourne to jump back in the top eight. And a big trip down to Geelong, uh, of course, next weekend. And it's great to have uh, one of the Bulldog stars. He had the 24 disposals last night, the six tackles, the five clearances, always in the thick of the action. He joins us in the commentary box, not only to reflect on the dogs, but to take in the Pies and the Bombers uh, here today as well. Josh Dunkley, welcome to uh, AFL Nation. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. On a bit of a high, what, is, uh, what does Sunday feel like when you have uh, such an emotional win like that last night? It's always nice waking up in the morning and you know, you're a little bit less sore and things like that, so it's nice to uh, be able to reflect on the game after a win and, yeah, obviously come here today on a beautiful day and watch the footy at the G. Do you have any, uh, any post-game sort of morning-after routines that you go through to... Uh help the recovery or you just sit, sit back on the couch and just bask in the wind? Yeah, I've got my place set up pretty well. So I've got the sauna, the hot and colds, as well as a bike so and the recovery boots as well. So I ticked all that off this morning and wow. headed here uh, at about 1 o'clock, I think it was. We were saying earlier, and I think Bevo made reference to it in his press conference last night about the win you had in Sydney going back a few years ago, 2.15, wet day yep. at the SCG, which was pretty defining in the building of this group towards... You know, winning a premiership in 2016. Uh, last night would have to go down as one of the more memorable home and away games, just of where you're situated on the ladder and uh, where the season is right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we knew going into the game that the Ds are obviously one of the pinnacles of the competition and to go out there and play the way that we did, we sort of let them off the, off the chain a bit early, out of centre bounce. They were pretty good and to come back in that second half and especially the last quarter, I mean, We've got some young players that really stood up, and I'm sure we'll touch on Jamar and, and Cody Wayman and the likes, but Riley Garcia was another one that yep. really stood up in the big moments, and it's very promising to see. It was a very mature win from us, so it's nice to uh, have some momentum heading into next week. You guys have a, a pretty tough run home. You've played Brisbane and Sydney already. You've got Geelong next week, Frio as well coming up, but uh, Melbourne, given it was the, the grand final replay as well, and have been one of the, the best sides in the comp now for the last two years, how much... How much I know every game is worth the same, but do you put a bit more importance on games like last night to 
to you know knowing it's important, knowing what's on the line, knowing the Tigers had to slip up on Friday. How much more importance did uh, did Bevo put on last night's game for you guys? Yeah, he didn't really put too much more importance. We all know the the big games that you come up in, and Saturday night, Friday nights are always big, and Thursday nights as well this year have been big. So we didn't really you know put our finger on it and say Richmond lost last night, but we got to win tonight. So it was more about the process and. We always know when we play the D's, we've, we've played them over the last four or five years where it's been really competitive and obviously the grand final last year, so it's nice to uh, get another one up on them over the journey. Coaches, players always make reference to you know a squad of players and the, you, you're going to be called upon as a player, particularly if you're on the fringe, you're struggling to get into the 22, but there's going to be a time in the season when you're called upon to to step up and the good clubs have those guys sort of ready to go don't they who yeah, absolutely. are really good at VFL level know the system can just come in okay replace that player and have a mark you talk about Garcia last night uh, Jamara who all the eyes have just been on because he is the number one draft pick mm. and there comes with that pressure and expectation um, but you know these guys on the fringe I mean everyone's mates in the footy club and you're trying to support those guys at VFL level no one likes to go out of the team but you're also um, you know, wrapped when a guy gets his opportunity because you see what he does behind the scenes and how hard he works. We don't get to see every VFL game. Uh, is that nice validation when those players really step up? Because that's when you feel like you've got a strong club, I imagine. Yeah, I think it's been the best thing to see You know, the young guys come into the footy club. You mentioned Jamar and, and Riley Garcia, but Cody Waitman's another one. Yep. Aaron Norton, is he's obviously an established player, but the, the work that he puts in throughout the week is just incredible. So it's no surprise that out there on game day he really puts in some really strong performances for us so it does mean a little bit more when you you see those younger players on the fringe that come in as you mentioned and and play an important role for us especially in big games like last night as well and then when they play those roles and then go above and beyond and and do some special things as well that must be extra validating in the case of Jamara last night five goals Mm. had that ripper on the boundary at the very end Um, talk us through his season and, and just sort of I guess the amount of work he's put in, but also what he's been working on. I don't know how close to an eye you keep on him and the specifics he does. Uh, it's probably more to his individual, but from what you've seen and, and what he's been able to work on this season, um, what has his uh, his behind-the-scenes story look like? Yeah, he's been working away a lot uh, with, with, obviously, Bruce here, who's been out of, the, out of the game for a while with his knee, and then Aaron Norton as well. They've all been working together as a three sort of thing, so it was nice to see him out there last night for the first time in quite a while playing together and... Um, the way that he stood up, as you mentioned, and, and performed under that pressure was very impressive. And I, it's no surprise to me that he's finally coming through with his body and learning you know, his role a little bit more. The consistency is probably the next thing for him now. He's obviously played a really good game last night, but it's about backing up again and obviously copying all the media attention that he will, but at the same time, tra- channeling his focus and making sure that he's putting in a good performance next week. What's his character like? How has he handled being a number? Because there's a lot, been a lot of talk this season. I feel unfairly around... Someone like Jason Horn Francis, and he's, he's just a kid. He's 18, 19. He's playing his first season. Everyone's expecting him to be the uh, you know the difference for North Melbourne, but he's only played you know 10 to 15 AFL games. For Jamara, you've seen firsthand for the Western Bulldogs, the number one draft pick. How has he handled the pressure, and what kind of uh, character does uh, does he have around the club? Yeah, he's got a good character. I, I was actually fortunate enough to look after him a week uh, for a week before he got drafted. So the year before he got drafted, he was part of our Next Gen Academy and. I looked after him for a week. He came and trained with us. Bonte was the other week, so got to see a little bit of an insight of a young 17-year-old kid at the time, and he was really professional then, and it's no surprise that he went number one that next year and then obviously came into the system. But the best thing about it is he hasn't changed one bit, so he's still that 17-year-old, really dry sort of sense of humour and loves getting around the boys and putting in um, good performances for us, but also working really hard in his craft as he's done. I suppose when there's us 
in the media, and you know, you're analysing, commenting every week, and trying to predict the fortunes of teams. And yep. you know, there's been uh, been plenty who have said, "Gee, the Bulldogs aren't quite cutting it this year. They're not. They're not quite there." But if we look through the history of you guys under Luke, you know, to win a flag from seventh, uh, you've had this ability to sort of time your run through a season. So I imagine internally, it's never panic stations. Yeah, we're not happy right now the way we're playing. It's a work in progress. But you know, I thought that photo last night. Uh, or even just you know, watching the live vision post-match to see Norton, Eugelhagen uh, and Bruce all together. Mm. And you say, gee, you know, get those three back uh, with some nice synergy inside 50 and you're getting the ball in quickly. Geez, we're just a, a much better team uh, full stop. So I imagine internally it's a very different sort of mindset because you've been there. It's a little, a little bit of deja vu about it. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, last year was probably the outlier when we finished off the year pretty average and lost the last three games and came into finals with less form than what we'd had in the, in the past. So... Every other year we've sort of had that run, as you mentioned. So it's nice to um, obviously beat Melbourne last night, but hopefully that projects us into the, the back back for sort of four or five games and, yeah, we can get some momentum, hopefully make the finals and, and give it a shake. It's a tough comp, isn't it? I mean, oh, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no easy... I mean, we see the emergence of the Gold Coast. I mean, once upon a time there, I think, just watching the generations of footy, there were the, the real bottom two teams who... Mm. You know, weren't uh, weren't great, and it, look, North Melbourne having their troubles at the moment. West Coast have had just a year where it hasn't gone right for COVID reasons, injury reasons. They probably shouldn't be where they are. But uh, footy of you know the two thousands uh, beyond maybe two thousand and ten, uh, there are no easy games in footy. I don't think the competition's ever been more even yep. compared to you know previous years. You might have had the top twelve teams that were pretty good, and you, you know that you had to be on your game to beat them. But this year, it's literally nearly every single team that you've got to run out there and have the right mindset, otherwise they will get on top of you and roll you. Does it feel like a dogfight when you're out there as well? Like, just obviously on the field, in the game itself, but just on the, the course of the season, like every week, you, you go, oh, we're playing this team this week, and, you know, they've they've only won two less games than us, but we know how dangerous they can be. Yeah, you, we definitely take the, take the fight up to them straight away. It's something that we've, you know, obviously over the time, our midfield's probably been our core group of players, and... We uh, sort of embrace that every week, and it's something that we've always looked forward to doing. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, Sydney really took it up to us and challenged us in that area and embarrassed us, really. So it was a, it was a good reality check for us, and we've been pretty good since then. So I think those types of things are always on the mind, but at the same time, you've just got to, got to, got to go out there and perform as, as we normally do. Adam Trelaw, you're close with him. He yep. was uh, subbed out of the game last night. How's he? Have you spoken to him this morning? How's he feeling? Yeah, I think he's pretty good. He surprised himself, actually. I think um, he had a scan. I'm not sure how it all went, but he's uh, pretty pretty positive, I think, about it, which is good. Calf or hamstring? Calf. Calf it was, okay. Yep. Um, and you guys uh, you have a podcast together, don't you? Yeah, we do. We've started an on and off podcast this year. It's been pretty fun. We sort of get some... I don't know, some random people on there. We had our partners on there recently, and it's just a bit of fun. We have no prep, literally walk into the room, turn the mics on, record. and it's no different to us. And then <laughs> exactly, that's why it's, I'm loving it. They're loving it being here, so it's great to um, be here today and looking forward to the game. Do you like, um, do you like AFL footballers being content creators? Do you, do you look at uh, Mitch Robinson's probably the, the, the great example at the moment, but there's a few others as well. There's, every club feels like it has their own sort of in-club podcast. I know um, Max Gordon and Angus Brayshaw have one. Yep. McGrath and Parrish have one at Essendon. Do you like footballers getting into that space? I love it. I think, you know, I watch the NFL and the NBA and the, all their player personalities come out and it's nice to be able to see in the AFL and other codes of sport where you can actually delve into the, the player and the person. Um, for us, it's sort of been a little bit limited in the past, obviously with some restrictions and 
you come into the media press conference and it might be you've got to say this, this and this, yep. but at the same time you want to see what everyone's like and it's nice to be able to see you know players like Ginevan show his personality out there on the field and, and really um, yeah, show the world what he is, as, not only as a player but a person as well. That's often a talking point, isn't it? Because we always compare the American sports where yeah. you know, the Junos are allowed in sort of pre-match. You know, they're getting ready in the NBA locker room and the Junos yeah, can cool. just come in and have a, just a nice casual chat. I mean, would you like to see the doors opened a little more? Do you think it's about right? I mean, obviously clubs are very good internally. You go on any of the club websites and they really take you inside the inner sanctum where the fans want to be because they don't get mm. to see that. Yeah, I definitely think the doors should be open a lot more. Um, that's my personal preference, but... There's probably a lot of old school people that like, you know, want, like to keep things aside and, and secretive. So I see that side of it too. But I do think our game's moving more towards the the other way, my, the way that I sort of said, and opening the doors for things. And you know, you see the little documentaries coming up now about players and and teams and staff. So it's great to see those little things and get get a little insight. Particularly a match day because the prep's done yeah, during exactly. the week, isn't it? So. Yeah, we well, you know, like we all know what how Collingwood play and how Essendon play and. How Melbourne play, we sort of we pick that apart throughout the week, and over the journey you learn across the time. So, at the same time, you have plans in in place, but when you run out there, it's all about playing footy, and I think that's a big, the best thing. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.